When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. All right, segment three, kids. That's where we are, and I know you love hanging with us for one, two, and now three. That's where we're at. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate everybody who's watching on YouTube. And, of course, if you're on the Odyssey app, you are outstanding as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. At Game Day CLE, he is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant. Yep, if you've got a heating or cooling issue, give my friends at Smiley One a call here in Northeast Ohio. Daryl, uh, let's talk about other significant injuries because I'm sitting here talking about the quarterback. You're talking about the quarterback. We've done it for hours over the last two weeks. That offensive line, the Browns offensive line, is a mess right now. Absolute mess, and I don't think that anyone's uh, really hitting that very hard other than the people in the media who are still talking about it. But I don't think fans are uh, – I mean, this could be a lot of backups in there on Sunday. Well, yeah. Um, so the, the guys that didn't practice not named Deshaun Watson uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Joel Batonio, who has a knee injury, he was on crutches last week. Um, uh, Miles Garrett with the foot. I think Miles is going to be fine. I asked Kevin Stefanski if him sitting out was more precautionary, and he said yes, that it was precautionary. Uh, David Njoku, uh, again, I think that's just to allow him, his face and his hands uh, to continue to heal. Uh, I, If he played against the Ravens, like Njoku is going to play against the, the the 49ers. I just, I don't sure. see a scenario where uh, that's going to happen. I mean, he's just, he's that uh, tough of a man that he's able to to deal with that pain and and play through it. And again, he led the Browns in, in catches, I should say, uh, uh, against the Ravens. And then, of course, you know, Ethan Posick, uh, who uh, is banged up as well. Um, you know, he, he was accounted for. So, I, look, it's it's not great up front right now. And then we have the the, the Jed Will situation, right? And, and the thought of him going against Nick Bosa, uh, again, that might be why DTR, they don't want to crush DTR's confidence as a young player, right? Have his first two starts be where he just absolutely gets, you know, bludgeoned uh and and the team gets annihilated in in back-to-back starts you don't want to kill this kid's confidence but um i mean yeah there there are concerns with the offensive line they can't run with much effectiveness unfortunately the the few good runs they've had have had to become uh, called back because of penalty so um and really i i think that pj walker's best friend on uh sunday is going to be a strong run game if they're able to run the game I think that that's their best opportunity. From Shorten the game up by running the clock. Yeah, short, not, yeah, and and also not having to have PJ Walker do it himself. You see what I'm saying? So if uh, Jerome Ford and Pierre, you're also going up against a defense, Daryl, that gives up I think three yards a carry, five yards a throw. Uh, they are number three, uh, or I'm sorry, hang on, uh, rushing defense. They are second. They give up just 64.2 yards per game. Uh, so this is not the team that you want to get your run offense healthy against. 
but I do feel like that that's got to be an, uh, a point of emphasis this week. I'll be honest with you. I would, I would run right. And unfortunately that makes you very predictable, but I think your two best players on your offensive line, your two best healthy players, I should say, because I obviously Joel Batonio is your best offensive lineman, but he's injured right now. And I don't think he's going to be strong enough to be able to carry Jed Wills like we've had seen him be expect to see a tight end next to Jed Wills all night. A hundred percent. But I would try and run to the right as much as possible because you've got the big body Dewan Jones, who I think has done a fairly nice job. Uh, I'm not getting him a gold jacket for Canton uh, just yet, but I think he's doing a nice job filling in for Jack Conklin anchor on the right side of that line. And then, of course, you have Wyatt Teller, who's just one of the best second and third level blockers in the National Football League. I mean, he is the king of the 25-yard down the field pancake block, right? Right. Uh, so I would try and use that right side. And to your point, I think the I think the double tight end set has to be a staple this week. Uh, you might even have to, you know, I know they like using these empty sets. I don't think you can have empty sets in the backfield as often this week either. I think you need some help back there for protection purposes too, um, as well as to help the the run game. So, um, but Gerald, I, did you ever uh, go? Ahead. I'm sorry, keep going. No, I just I, I feel like that the run game is going to be their best friend, uh, aside from the defense. Like the Browns need the defense to score points. Like this isn't a well, you know, if they can finally get Brock Purdy to throw an interception, which he's not done this year, but if they can make that happen. They need to do that. Or if they can force a fumble, gets, you know, Christian McCaffrey's fumbled. So, you know, can they pop the ball out of his hands and, and recover? It's not even that. Like, they need a turnover return for a touchdown. Like, that's – so my formula to win this game on Sunday against the 49ers – and and look, they got to come east. That's the other part of this. Too. They got to come east. They could be sleepy, Daryl. They could be sleepy. They're, they're going to start – 9 o'clock kickoff. It, well, it's a 10 a.m. kickoff on their body clocks because it's yeah. 10, it'll be 10 a.m. on the West Coast when this thing kicks off here in Cleveland. So, yeah, um, th- this is why you play the game. But to me, the keys, short, quick passes from P.J. Walker, strong run game, ball control offense, right? And Brock Purdy can't score if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. And then conversely, defensively, they need to force turnovers. The three and outs will be great, but I hate to put – because the defense has been really, really good. I know they had the bad game against the Ravens and it wasn't up to their standard, but I'm not going to sit here and bash the defense and, and, and criticize them off of one game. But I feel like, to your point earlier about like the pressure be, being added to the defense and weight mm-hmm. and this talent being wasted, right? So, yep. you know, Thomas, like – the, I, I think the pressure is on the defense to create points against San Francisco and get whether it's an interception return for a touchdown or a fumble return for a touchdown. I just feel like the defense has to score points for them on Sunday for them to have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I agree. I also think part of the problem, although the Ravens were able to run early in the game too, was the Ravens figured out a way to run against the Browns. And then the defense was on the field way too much when your offense can't is three and out. You just you can't survive that way in the NFL, and they have got. I mean, they have a good defense, rock solid. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you might have said one of the best in the NFL. Still up there. You know, you talked about the numbers just now, but I, I just you can't leave those guys on the field for the entire game. It's just it's not you can expect to win. You know, you're I'm like you're watching Pittsburgh and Baltimore the other day, and Pittsburgh's defense. You know, 
kept them in the game long enough so that they can make a quick strike and try to win that game. And that's what happened. And hundred percent, despite the fact the Steelers still tried to give it away at the end, which is amazing to me. Yeah. Again, I I feel like that the Browns are going to have to do to the 49ers, what the Steelers were able to do to the Ravens. So to speak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Muck up the game, make it as sloppy (laughs) as can be. And, and then hopefully you can do something late in the fourth quarter to get you over the top. Right. Um, again, like I don't like their odds to win this game. Uh, I certainly will not be picking the, the Browns to win this game. If Deshaun Watson is, is not able to play. I mean, even if he's able to play, I don't know if I'm going to pick him because he hasn't been able to do much the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, you, 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 you play the game. There are no absolutes. It's the national football league. Weird stuff happens. And any Browns fans knows like weird stuff happens and it always seems to happen to the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> but um, that's why you play the game. So I, I do, I do feel like that's the formula for the Browns to, to pull this rabbit out of their hat and, and win this game. And then I think if they're able to do that, we're having entirely different conversations on our post game pod after oh. Sunday and then come uh, Sunday. It's if they pull off a victory on Sunday, everyone's talking Super Bowl because they'll <laughs> beat the best team in the league with a backup quarterback. I just yeah. uh, be prepared for two and three. And if anything happens uh, that doesn't stop that, you should be so excited. I'll be happy for a competitive game. They Daryl, really, they really oh, need Deshaun healthy next week for the Colts. Great. That, that is where my concern is going to get because everyone's like, oh, how worried are you about Deshaun? I'm not worried right now because I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers with or without him. Right. So I would, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I would rather them just say, you know what, Deshaun, take the week, rest, rehab. Let's get that rotator cuff as healthy as possible so it's not a lingering injury for the remainder of the season. So you're as, because they need him to be as close to 100% as they can. Opportunity knocks on the back end of this schedule. Seven of the 10 final opponents on the schedule right now, below 500. Three of those opponents are one and four. There are a ton of winnable football games down the stretch. Two and three does not bury this football team. But if Deshaun plays and gets re-injured, if if Deshaun doesn't play this week as well as next week, or this thing lingers even further into Seattle week, right? And he can't play the next, and they lose the next three. Well, two and five might bury you, but two and three absolutely will not. There's my final thought, just that, it, please do not send Deshaun Watson out there if he's at 55% because odds are he's going to get hurt and then it's going to last a lot longer. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it based on everything you just said. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. We always want to thank Meredith Kane, who's our outstanding producer of this podcast. We appreciate you watching on YouTube. And of course, thanks for following us on the Odyssey app. Why don't you uh, Become a subscriber to the podcast. We always appreciate you. Thanks for watching and listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.